Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The most recent news of our government's recognition that Jerusalem is, in fact, the capital of the nation of Israel is an astounding development. Pastor J.D. will discuss the prophetic ramifications of this decision. Even the Holy Book of Islam, the Quran, does not recognize Jerusalem as the capital of so-called Palestine. Is peace and security the next item on the agenda? Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on December 10th, 2017. For today's Prophecy Update, I bet you can't guess what we're going to talk about. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm going to talk about the prophetic implication of the President's declaration concerning Jerusalem being the capital of Israel. It's being dubbed as historic, and certainly I would agree with that, but I think it's more prophetic than it is historic. And I say that because of where this, in fact, might be leading, and the swiftness with which everything is moving. It's moving so fast, and I have no reason to believe that it's not going to continue to move even faster, given what we've seen just in the last two to three weeks on the world stage. I'm hoping you'll kindly indulge me as I present a plausible scenario, and please know that that's what this is, a scenario that is plausible. I am in no way suggesting that this is how it's going to go down. I'm certainly not dogmatic about the potential for this. I am only presenting it as a plausible scenario based on the three prophecies that you see on the screen, which are Zechariah 12, verses 1 through 3, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 3, and Daniel 9, verse 27. Now, for the benefit of those who may be unfamiliar with these prophecies, and certainly for the benefit of our online church, if Bible prophecy is new to you, that's great, that's okay. (laughs) Uh, Let me provide a quick explanation with the hopes that all of us will be able to connect these prophetic dots which need to be connected. Let's start with Zechariah 12 verses 1 through 3. We looked at this in depth last week. It's a very detailed prophecy about how the world will have an intoxicating obsession 
with dividing Jerusalem in order for Jews and so-called Palestinians to live together side by side in, quote, peace and security, which, as I know many of you know, dovetails into the prophecy in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 3. This is a prophecy about how, very specific again, while they are saying two words, peace and security, and oh, by the way, let me parenthetically say that when President Trump made this declaration on Wednesday, he used those two exact words, peace and security. And this is exactly what the Apostle Paul, writing to the church in Thessalonica, in the context of the rapture, is saying about when they're saying peace and security. What's going to happen? Oh, sudden destruction. Sudden destruction. And it will come upon them. And it will be like a woman travailing in labor, and they will not escape. Well, that would tie in to seemingly the Daniel 9.27 prophecy. This is a very key prophecy, and it's about the Antichrist enforcing a seven-year peace agreement. Then, at the three-and-a-half-year mark, 42 months, He will commit the abomination that causes desolation in the newly rebuilt temple. Very important. He will declare that he is God and and demand to be worshipped as God. And this will happen at the three and a half year mark of the seven year tribulation. Now, suffice it to say, and this is what I want to argue today, All of these prophecies, among others, are in play today and they are quickly moving towards their ultimate fulfillment. And if you'll permit me, I'll explain why I say that and how I get there. I want to start with this Jerusalem Post article on Friday about the Security Council now pushing Trump for a detailed Mideast peace proposal. Let me just read a few interesting excerpts. Britain, France, Germany, Sweden, and Italy called on the United States on Friday to put forward detailed proposals for peace between Israel and the Palestinians and described as, quote, unhelpful, (laughs) a decision by President Donald Trump to recognize Jerusalem as Israel's capital. In a joint statement, they said, quote, We stand ready to contribute to all credible efforts to restart the peace process on the basis of, listen, internationally agreed parameters. What? Are you kidding me? Israel is the only nation on earth that does not have the right to say, this is our capital? Yeah, 
It has to be according to the international community. Really? Oh. Well, what's the problem? Oh, <laughs> glad you asked. You asked, right? The two-state solution. Which, and I am dogmatic about this, by the way. And we've talked about this, and I'm going to say it again. This so-called two-state solution, you know what it is? <laughs> it is Hitler's final solution repackaged. Oh, that's pretty strong, I know. But think about it. Um, they don't want peace with Israel. By the way, uh, Arafat was offered everything, even Jerusalem. And he walked away. Why? Because they don't want peace with Israel. They want the destruction of Israel. And this is the thing. When he was here in the U.S., he would say, we want peace with Israel. And, and then he would go back to Ramallah, and in Arabic he would say, peace for us means the destruction of Israel. Oh, interesting word. Destruction. Sudden destruction? Yeah. You see where I'm connecting these dots? What did Hitler want in the final solution? The destruction and the annihilation of every single Jew on the planet. And this is what this is. This is what this is. And this is coming from a so-called Palestinian who grew up in a home where his mother and father said, we are the Palestinians. And Israel is occupying our land. I remember one time, it was actually 1994, we had just come back from Israel. It was my very first trip to Israel. Oh my goodness. And I remember telling my cousin, we, we just got back from Israel. I was all excited to share with him about my trip to Israel. And he looked at me with a look of horror. And he said to me, Palestine. I said, no, I, I didn't go to Palestine. I went to Israel. He says, it is not Israel. He could barely utter the name from his mouth. It is Palestine. Belongs to the Palestinians. You know, there's a movement. I had no intention of going this far into this, but too late. <laughs> You know, there's a, a move now. I had somebody, an online member, send me a, a, uh, an email with an image uh, of a sign. I forget where it was on the mainland, but it basically said something to the effect of Jesus was a Palestinian, or a Muslim. Jesus was a, yeah, oh no, <laughs> it gets better, uh, or worse, I should say. Uh, you know, uh, there's billboards on the mainland that uh, declare that Jesus was a Palestinian. Now you would think that any true Christian would reject that. Oh, how I wish that were so. Here's the truth. It's in the Christian church today. I'll even take it a step further and say that on this island, Christian Palestinianism as it is known is alive and well. Alive and well.
And I'll leave it there, lest my blood pressure go up. The article goes on to say, their statement, We encourage the U.S. administration to now bring forward detailed proposals for an Israel-Palestinian settlement. U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations Nikki Haley said, Our actions are intended to help advance the cause of peace. And then she says this, and I quote, We believe we might be closer to that goal than ever before. Oh. Well, This notion of being closer than ever before to said peace deal seems to comport with this RT report in which U.S. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson hinted that a deal to resolve the Arab-Israeli conflict can come in one fell swoop. Listen to this. The U.S. Secretary of State believes he can resolve the decades-old conflict between Israel and its Arab neighbors in a single, quote, deal of the century. And listen to this. (laughs) Moscow is waiting with bated breath to hear the details of the plan. I would suggest that Russia isn't the only ones holding their breath. Israel is also holding their breath, and I believe they're doing so because of what might come packaged with said peace deal. Please hear me out. I know there are those who are going to say that I'm poo-pooing the president's declaration of Jerusalem being the capital of Israel. I am in no way doing that. I applaud that. But, but, I found this Jews news column by Jack Inglehard very interesting. I think he says it again better than I could. He titles his column in the form of a question asking, does Israel really want this Christmas president from President Trump? Listen carefully to what he has to say here. Okay, okay, okay. Joy to the world. President Trump, this was on Tuesday, will announce that the U.S. Embassy will finally be relocated to Jerusalem just in time for Christmas or our Hanukkah. There will be dancing, not me. And he goes on to explain why. Readers of this column over the past years know darned well that I would like nothing better It would be a dream come true. Also, it might be a nightmare. I noted all that back in June in a column titled, Amen to Moving U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem, but at what price? In other words, under what terms and conditions will this gift be made? 
I presented it like this back then, but it's even more important now amid all the excitement. Here's partly what I wrote. I can't imagine such a transaction in Israel's favor coming without a bill. I noted then, and do so again, that Trump does not worry me. Jerusalem is the right place, and Trump's heart is in the right place. I concur, but listen. His advisors, still in two-state solution mode, they're the worry, and I concur as well. Stay with me. The writer's worry is justifiable given that any peace agreement slash two-state solution has to not only include Jerusalem as Israel's capital, but it must also include the rebuilding of the Jewish temple. You have to understand that in order for the Antichrist to commit the abomination that causes desolation at the three-and-a-half-year mark in the temple, that presupposes that there's a rebuilding of the third temple in Jerusalem. Now, consider this breaking Israel news article titled, and this should be not be surprising. This is all just in the span of a few days on the heels of Trump's declaration of Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Okay, where's the peace plan? Where's our third temple? Where's the two-state solution? Let's go. Let's get this show on the road. Interesting. Well, listen to this. Trump's Jerusalem declaration is, this is the title, is an enormous step towards bringing third temple. Let me quote the article briefly. President Donald Trump's epic proclamation on Wednesday, acknowledging Jerusalem as the eternal capital of the Jewish people, was a major step towards establishing the third temple and bringing the messianic era, said a number of Jewish activists working to rebuild the holy temple. When, When you talk about the Messiah as it relates to the uh, Jewish rabbis. We're not talking about Jesus. They already rejected their Messiah, which is why they will embrace the false Messiah. They rejected Jesus the Christ, so they will embrace the false Christ, the Antichrist, in place of Christ. That's who they're anticipating. And it's believed by many, present company included, that the Antichrist, whoever he is, alive and well, to be sure, not to be revealed until the church is removed in the rapture, 2 Thessalonians 2, somehow he is going to make this ultimate deal of the century that nobody heretofore has been able to accomplish. And to the Jew, they will look at this man and they will say of this man, that is our Messiah. Because he is going to allow us to rebuild the temple. Do you see how that fits? You'll forgive the metaphor, but the rebuilding of the temple is the ace in the hole. This is the card 
This is what I truly believe will seal the deal. The deal of the century. Why do I say that? Because Israel today, you talk to any Israeli today, any Jew today in Israel, they will do everything and give anything and stop at nothing in exchange for the rebuilding of their temple. You let them do that, you can have whatever you want. A seven-year peace deal, dividing Jerusalem, just give us our temple. I don't care, whatever you want, just so we get our temple. To me, this is what everything comes down to and hinges on, namely, the Jewish temple on the Temple Mount, which today is controlled by the Gentiles, slash Muslims. And oh, by the way, (laughs) this is actually fulfilling yet another prophecy found in Revelation chapter 11, verses 1 and 2, which describes the Gentiles trampling on the outer courts for the first three and a half years of the seven-year tribulation. This is why, to me, Revelation 11 1 and 2 in the aforementioned Daniel 9.27 are connected vis-a-vis this mention of the first three and a half years. Let me um, take it a step further and say that I also believe the Antichrist will somehow bring Islam, Judaism, and Catholicism together under the banner of a one world religion and it will be centered in Jerusalem even more specifically on the Temple Mount. And here's what it will look like. Friday, the day of worship for Islam. Saturday, the Sabbath, Shabbat, the day of worship for the Jews. And Sunday, the day of worship for Catholicism. Now, please know, I am not synonymously saying Catholicism and Christianity. You have to understand, (laughs) Catholicism means universal. And I hope you know that the popes, and specifically this pope, are all about uniting all of the world's religions together. I have... um, in my archives, uh, starting with, well, it goes back further than that, but Pope John Paul II was the biggie, if I can say it that way. It was 1995, he brought together all, and I mean all, of the world's religions, and they all prayed to the same God. I also have a picture in my archives of Pope John Paul II kissing the Quran. How about that? You can find it online. Just search Pope John Paul Kiss Quran. You'll find it. Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. 
This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's prophecy update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this prophecy update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s prophecy updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to inspiritandtruthradio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this Prophecy Update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.